0: Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listen on discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is us. Your host, Game Goblin, along with Darth Blasphemous Hail to the Dark Side and
1: Kazakhan the Lord Dragon
0: of course sitting in Moniker's chair because he's got a job right now is our special guest reoccurring guest man with a plan and Twitch streamer extraordinaire Havoc Havoc I mean, That's that so. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm still figuring it out. Okay. Yeah. You're not used to the audio realm as we. No, do. not. It's <laughs> <as> old
2: <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my god! Come in like, can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Stone Cold
0: 316 just said hell
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Seven> Step <whistling>, a Jim. <laughs> uh, I was always more of a mankind kind of guy.
0: I did not like Mick Foley when he first appeared, Yeah, but he grew on me so damn quick, because that is a normal, everyday guy living the dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the shit he put... I read his autobiography, and the shit he went through to get to that point,
2: mad respect. Dude, did you see he plays a Santa Claus nowadays? Yeah. He also writes children's books. But speaking of honesty between... You know, the fiction of wrestling and the reality of getting your ass whooped in a hell in the cell. That's right. We're mm-hmm. segueing in from Mick Foley to our topic.
0: Impressively.
2: So that is honesty in gaming between a GM and players uh, for gameplay reasons or for story reasons. You know, sometimes you can't tell everyone the honest truth.
0: Uh-huh. I'm gonna be unprofessional
2: as fuck if I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Taco Bell, uh, Dorito Nachos things are kind of addicting. He says so. I yeah, I'm think hungry. He's... So
0: honestly, dear listeners, I'm gonna be unprofessional this episode.
1: Give <laughs> the man a break. He's been professional for several seasons. He's got, he's
0: got the right to this. That's right. <laughs> they evict us. <laughs> So, honesty. Um, they're blasphemous. Did I ever teach you about honesty with your gamers, with all of my long-winded
2: stories? Uh, there's been a few times stuff has eeked through about, you know, sometimes you need to hold back what the thing really is, especially when they have to make a roll for it. Sometimes you can't just make the disbelieve roll. Yeah, I mean, so... In, in that aspect, you know,
1: the best answer to, hey, player goes, hey, can I do the thing? You can try. And then, then you're on the hot foot for, you know, a couple minutes as you try and figure out what the hell is happening with that role. Good, bad, other. Right. And, you know, that includes and is especially pertinent to identifying monsters and items and really just sort of, you know, information prodding at the world. And there will all, like, uh, Goblin has pulled this off, you know, on us. It was a cursed bracers of armor. It was a set of bracers of armor,
0: plus five. That the group had received at level seven, which in itself should have raised red flags.
1: Young and stupid, you know.
0: Bracers of armor, plus five, level seven. <clears> hmm <throat> Yeah, It just sounds like a cursed item. Well, as it
1: turns out, it was a negative five.
2: Oof. Yeah, there were was of Weakness negative five. Oof. But cursed item and you couldn't tell unless you had the right kind of person with their specialized looking at it. Which
1: we did not have.
0: So but nobody even know? asked. Uh, Nedge. Nedge had those and she no, nobody at the table even asked. They just she tried was trying to build her character stronger to compensate for the reasons she got hit.
1: And Every like she, time. the funny thing is, is like she caught on. She figured out that it was a cursed thingy. She didn't know what it was, but it was some kind of curse. She figured what? that out. Narcissus. Remember... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Narcissus.
0: Narcissus, in his infinite wisdom kept like retooling her character to make it more powerful, and still just would not counterbalance the fact that she was wearing a cursed item.
2: Right. Because as far as we know, and to this day, as far as we know, he didn't know. Yeah, that that was actually a good example of communication
0: or a lack of communication between GM and players, because I don't have to tell you as a GM if you pick up a cursed item, and you put it on, that's on you, not me. Yeah, I just seeded that item in, and people should be wary. You know, look both ways before crossing the street. Mm -hmm. Look both ways before trying on that ring. It's common D and D knowledge. I'm going to actually pose this towards you, our guest, for your answer, uh, with one of my long-winded goblin stories, but I'm going to shorten it down for time. And this is one of those times where I, I as a GM, if I could reach across the table and slap all my players at the same time with (laughs) quantum-fueled power, I would have. My group decides to torture a guy for information, okay? Okay, and anybody who's looked into psychology or been in the military knows torture's not exactly the best method for getting information. How many times did they waterboard that guy down in Gitmo? Like 228? And all the information they got was just bullshit? So torture doesn't always work. They torture a guy for information and the guy says the first thing he thinks will get their attention after like several rounds of being tortured. They latch on to it. They have to look for Dr. Alcombe at the hospital. Exactly. So the group packs their shit up, gets their weapons, sneaks into the hospital, and asks the receptionist for Dr. Alcom Well, he's up on the fourth floor in the ICU. So the group head up to the fourth floor to the ICU to start looking for Dr. Alcom. Yes. Yeah, he's over here just losing his shit. (laughs) They spend literally out of game three hours asking the janitors, asking patients, disguising themselves as fellow doctors, looking for Dr. Alcom. And of course, the the hospital staff is clued in, you know, so when they're asking about this, they're getting sarcastic answers. Uh, I would figure the name alone should tip them off <laughs> after the game had concluded my players decided to start berating me and complaining and being like well that challenge was too hard and blah 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 went <coughs> completely ballistic at me at, on the table because they couldn't find Dr. Alcom and I had to reveal to them Dr. Alcom is a code word for Dr. All come to the fourth floor The ICU.
3: (laughs) You know, Intensive Care Unit, because that means someone is dying with urgency. (laughs) Well,
0: if this kind of situation was pulled on you there, Havoc, how would you feel about it if you were in a group looking for Dr. Alcom or any other doctor and I fed you false information in-game and you fell
3: for the hook? If I fell for it, I wouldn't be mad. Uh... It, it, it would be annoying as fuck, 100%, because I just wasted how many fucking hours do, dealing with that shit? Oh, they wasted about three hours, yeah, approximately. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be annoyed as fuck. But I wouldn't be mad. It's like the DM came up with a perfect situation. Like, it, it it's how it works. He the player, it's, it's on them. They should have... Like, fact-checked. They should have realized that... Uh, you know, torture doesn't always work. A simple yeah, truth spell or other shit works. Yeah. Like, zone of truth? You know. Yeah. Not sure useful stuff. Or or you links, know, but useful. You know, you switch to persuasion or deception or bluffing or some shit. Don't fucking Get the guy care. laid
2: and he might the, help don't, you.
3: Don't try to intimidate. Because sometimes the, the, those big motherfuckers can just tell when you're fucking being a piece of shit.
2: Right? Yeah, I love people that do all their stuff and to intimidate because they think, I'll be intimidating. <laughs> I will not say one side of the because I've had multiple players do it or been in groups where other people have done it. Oh, and they're yeah. like, I will intimidate the truth out of them. It's like, oh,
3: God. I will intimidate this bear.
2: Because everyone loves the story of how someone intimidated their way out or threw a thing or ended up with the best, most epic combat because they intimidated someone. They they think it works the way it doesn't work. Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: like the uh, tale of the orc intimidating inanimate objects. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was some GM dumbassery. Quite a bit of it. <laughs> a little dumbass- Funny, but dumbassery.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the alternate of it was that I think the orc rogue whose entire motif was You no see grog! One great big shout of you no see grog, Uh scare the shit out of whatever's guarding it, carry on his way. You know? That was how he rogue apostrophe D.
0: No. I find (laughs) in my experiences. (laughs) It was a hilarious idea. Have a certain expectation of what the GM is going to feed them. Apparently, the GM is supposed to always be truthful.
2: No,
3: no, no. I don't know how that makes any sense. Absolutely not.
2: I'll tell you how that makes sense. To someone who believes they're the main character of an anime. I mean, there's that too, but... We all know them, or we've been them. Most of us have been them. At one point or another. I
1: think it's a phase every gamer goes through, honestly.
2: Yeah, there's a few I've met that have broken the cycle, but that's because they usually come from a more humble background, and usually because they're not into anime or single-person adventure stories. They're usually people who are like... They definitely have the teamwork aspect in every regard of their life. Good on them. world
1: needs more people like that.
2: Yes. And Cheetos. Uh. Or Doritos. We are not sponsored by either company. please <laughs> sponsor us Doritos. <laughs> oh yeah, like a motherfucker. I hate Cool Ranch. I will eat the fuck out of some Cool Ranch you sponsor us. I <laughs> will dress up as Cool Ranch for the next five Halloweens. <laughs> <laughs> I will actually
0: pretend to enjoy nacho cheese if you sponsor us Doritos. <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. I'll eat the flame and hot extreme Doritos. Speaking of lines such as flavors that are misleading, I'll give you guys an example of when I did a DM bad. Oh. So this was as Havoc is currently in uh, C team. My previous group, Bravo team, formed slightly after my Alpha attempt at DMing failed horribly. So I moved on to my B-team. And I expected them to be okay with something. I kind of sprung on them because I didn't really have it worked into the world until I had done a bit more writing. And that led to, in my world at certain points, and they're tracked by the GM, if you kill a magic user, whatever magic they haven't expended goes off. Prepared spells, general magic aura, uninvested sorcerer points. Or if you break a magic item, it can there's catastrophic a twenty percent chance that it will go off. There otherwise it just goes into magic energy being released because well when a big bad reality warping god eater you know, begins to poke back into the reality, it changes things. So I was making it that that was just how the world had been for the last while, because he's been on the march. So I didn't explain this well enough to them. A player uses Fireball to massively overkill a, uh, a shaman who had used one spell. (laughs) <laughs> that shaman's magic Ended up creating A positive feedback loop To intensify The fireball At higher levels It How leveled you? A block What? You know um.
0: Oops and uh, cl- You should be glad I wasn't in that game Because the power Of friendship bla- bracelets Would have been Exponentially more dangerous Oh, uh, oh boy no, Especially no. if you give me A bag of holding In a portable hole And then I turn that Into a fucking barrel Filled with nails mm. and <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're clever, you build a, the right kind of bomb, uh, magic sling stones, yeah, one um, percent
2: chance each, but I throw, uh, say, 100 of them in there, good. Then 20, 20 of, them? of them will go now, away. Now, what if you put, like, seeking on a, like, a shit ton of nails, and they seek the nearest living creature, then you cause a massive explosion inside the barrel of nails. Would they all go towards different living creatures in the area?
1: It depends on proximity. It quite literally. So, this sort of thing, I would want to be far away from the, from setting this thing off.
3: Yeah, for I, many I, reasons. No, Why not I, I, I first I, I bought p- a
0: playground? <laughs> 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 well. There's plenty of villains in there, too. Which runs faster, biological boys or biological girls? Let's find out. <laughs> Hi, I'm a magic user, and this is Jackass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, those these are the kind of things where GMs can do bad. I didn't communicate properly something that should have been common knowledge in the world. And I ended up having to do the thing GM should never do, and, you know... Say I'm sorry and undo with that. Ooh, but it so was a it. thing Yeah, I had a retcon. So the big thing in the world was simply that magic had to be fucky because I hate it when people are like, just destroy the magic thing and I'm like, The reason you don't do that is because it can completely unequivocally destroy the world. These are basically bombs. Magic items are basically controlled bombs. Cause I was really into watching um, Bright at the time. And that's the best way I could explain it, is these are like nuclear weapons that grant wishes.
0: Great, so there's a cold war between two major nations who are stockpiling magical items.
3: Ah, sounds very familiar.
0: Yeah. Hmm, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: not gonna do it, but I'm the president, ketchup is a vegetable. Just say no to drugs, that's what Nancy says. <laughs> uh, because in my world I have many guns I've got a machine gun that goes pop, pop 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 I've got your standard laser gun which goes pew and I've got a Ronald Ray gun which goes well <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Uh, I think we're sort of drifting from the topic of honesty. We always
2: drift from the topic. I Well, I don't know. I kind of think the honesty thing of how something works in the world is an example of how to bad be honest.
0: But I think this story about honesty actually does bring up a good point between the communication between GM and player. And that is, the GM should never have to repeatedly either apologize. You know, once or twice, no problem. Sometimes the GM fucks up and needs to own up to the mistake. Whoops,
1: I done fucked up. My bad. Sorry, guys. Oh, I didn't
0: read page 158 correctly. I'm sorry, this won't happen again. Now that we've corrected the problem, we're taking a corrective action, I'm instituting the rule as written, we're going to continue on, we're just going to call the past like a magical flub. The gods just decided to get all weird that day. Okay, that's fair. But if the game group starts uh, railroading the GM to constantly have to explain things that the GM is doing in the world... Who's then running the world? And, like, at that point, you
1: know, that's not a great game for anyone involved, really.
2: And part of the reason why B Team ended up being cancelled, it wasn't just my work schedule, it was...
1: All the things. I
2: felt like I was being overruled by the players quite often.
1: That's a good reason to categorize... And that's
2: why no one from Bravo Team is in a game I run, really, anymore.
1: Makes sense. Justified. And, you know, the GM also has to understand, like, the players also have to understand that not every character in the world, disregarding, like, GM to player, but character to character, not all of them are going to be 100% truthful. Many of them will will tend towards it, but who hasn't given a nice white lie, right? Oh yeah, it's just one beer. We all know that's never the case.
0: Yeah, it was uh, only a couple of murders, officer. Right, stuff like that. Or, they were already dead when I got here.
1: Or, now, uh, what innocent
0: was white lives.
1: The the innocent ones, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd also lump in, you know. Yeah, we're just going to the bar. You know. I don't and, know. Uh, don't know when I'll be back.
0: Yeah. I, I the, somebody else must have lit the horse on fire because
2: they're a total psychopath. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> I, I don't up. know who the arsonist is, it's been killing animals. Wake up and you know the entire party is covered in a uh, completely gutted and deboweled goat. No, I swear it wasn't me guys, I've been on watch the whole time. To borrow from someone's story. <laughs> but you know yeah. if if, if yeah.
1: all of all of these are examples of truthful characters they're still going to lie. If you can only tell the truth, it's slightly different, but then you lie by omission. But you still lie. People do it. It's, nat- it's sort of the nature of dialogue in its own right. Well, Or fed into the nature of dialogue, I human guess. Human
0: society as we know it would cease to exist
2: entirely if everyone spoke only the truth. Oh yeah! Which is why that movie, The Invention of Lying, is a little hard to believe that they got that far in... Societal existence without lying. Hell, we lied to children on the daily. Mm-hmm. Straight up, like. Oh, mommy and daddy and were just were wrestling. Bed.
0: Mommy and daddy were just wrestling, or it must have been
3: Santa Claus.
2: No, or the Tooth Fairy.
3: Or the Tooth Fairy. Grandma
2: went to a farm upstate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> your hamster ran off.
1: Yeah, your you know. Ran away. And this, this is just you know, politicians don't lie. Half truths and falsehoods, but they don't lie.
0: lie.
2: <laughs> How
0: do you know when politicians lie?
2: Their mouths are moving. And <laughs> hey, you know that politicians are stealing. Um. They're asking you for more. Man, it was so cold out. Politicians had their hands in their own pockets.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, nice.
2: Clever. But, you know, this is,
1: I'd like to think, America has at least a generally good alignment. As a country? (laughs) I realize it's probably not.
2: So, you know. Okay. The whole, this is something interesting I'm going to get into for studying the dichotomy of doing a good villain. And it's true. No one goes marching around saying we're the baddies. There's that, that millennial last meme of Hans, Avisa baddies? Yep. And yes, guess what? Everyone who ever did anything thought they were doing right. Those people who are killing people of their own nation just because they're part of a different tribe in Africa or, you know, Southeast Asia or, God, the fucking Native Americans here. They all thought they were doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And this, again, you know,
1: people like to be in the right in so far as that goes that also means falsehoods you know people are gonna give you sarcastic answers red herrings or just be like yeah there's a tavern go down that way fuck off
0: I only speak two languages English and sarcasm
1: see good good choices on those languages by the by Um, I speak three cuz you have
0: thrown bad English oh and you know what I just realized since I'm American and you're Canadian, but you have cooking oil. I'm going to come to your house and liberate the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will come over to your place with a fucking long rifle and give you democracy. You will love me for it.
1: Yep. And that's, that's how it all goes. So, even if you have a large country that is, by some miracle you know, a fairly truthful or a fairly well-intended good-aligned
2: place. Do there's all the existing game books?
1: I know they do. Mm-hmm. It's, and fantasies
2: and, it's, and propaganda, because, I mean, even Sweden basically was doing fucking eugenics over the past 80 years. Whoa, this is not a political episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone thinks they're on the way to good, and they were lying by omission about what was going on. And, you know, at the same time, like,
1: Sweet, like what was it? I think it's either Switzerland or Sweden is sort of where everyone goes. All the world nations go and powwow, like, and it's basically neutral ground.
2: Oh, so talking was, about Switzerland.
0: Yeah,
1: that's no I'm one
2: actually goes there to powwow and neutral ground. Most people think of the UN building, which I believe is actually in France. You know, i be surprised.
0: I wouldn't mind going to that place because I hear their flag is a big plus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yep, there it is.
2: I oh, don't know, Norway's a little bit more golden. Yeah.
1: But, you know, like, all of the European nations have a history of warfare.
2: It is. Every nation, every group. Well, as soon as there were three people, there was a there was conflict fighting and conflict. Well, as far as communication goes,
0: especially in, like, the game world, I think a good quote comes from Mass Effect before the last 15 minutes of the trilogy, is that... One of the aliens, I believe it was a Turian, who said, I like humans. You can walk into a room room, and see six humans with 12 different opinions. Yeah. And that's the way the game world should be. And the players and GM, the GM does not necessarily need to convey this. And I do make it part of my NPC building workshops, that when you run into an NPC, they will have opinions. Yeah. The blacksmith isn't just another dude who just knows metal really well, but he may not like horses.
2: Or orcs.
0: He may uh, refer to horses as just four-legged orcs. Doesn't like them. You might, and of course, we always have the, the stereotype of elves and dwarves. You know, you got the stumps and the knife
2: ears always going at it. They have opinions. You could have a blacksmith that absolutely, absolutely hates chain mail. Loves the shit out of plate. And then you got a guy who makes leather armor who works for him who really likes chainmail, but knows that if they ever get around to discussing it or being asked to repair or make it, it'll be a big fight. Yeah, and, you know,
1: this is a thing. And especially with metalworking, and chainmail is a great example of ack! That is painful and annoying and just bullshit chain to mail, make.
0: Oh uh, no. no. Chainmail is awesome to make, I know. Look at my wallet. Uh-huh. <laughs> chainmail is... Knitting For men Yes That's fair It is It's crochet for men
3: (laughs) Basically I mean
2: There are people Who do get down To a rhythm And yeah Their hands will be All gnarled And fucked up At the end But Oh yeah There are people Who can get into a rhythm And make you a shirt In like A quarter of the time It takes anyone learning Exactly And that's You know Some people are great at it And
1: it is for it No It is for Some Some but like, it was harder to forge this shit in the medieval times. We have modern conveniences like extruded metal and, you know, pre-treated. So you know, ingots.
2: And internet guides.
1: And internet guides,
2: yeah. <laughs> and make it like, at home workshops we're looking style. at a, a high magic world, and it's like, all right, well, you know, we have the ability to communicate this information magically. Right. You know, they they could have learned from someone and there's a special technique or they just so happen to be of a a race of beings that have a fucking knack for working with metal. But you could also, on the other hand, run into uh, an apothecary that makes magic potions, right? Right. They are all about making uh, restoration uh, magic, but it's super expensive but they will not sell you uh, healing potions because that interferes with their restoration magic business. Um, and they won't tell you, they'll just say, oh, the I don't have the ingredients.
0: I got a question for you, Darth Blasphemous. Could yeah? You should bring that up. If there was, like, some sort of D&D world that had a magical communications network sort of network, yes. Right. Would it be, like, a series of tubes?
2: For some I It depends it's if you... So there's a way to do it if they're... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's like three or four (laughs) different ways to do it. And I know exactly
3: what you (laughs) glass, Glass and
2: tubes. (laughs) (laughs) See, you interrupted me as I was trying to get to the glass part. (laughs) But uh, funny enough, what I have in my uh, world, which is a system of magic communication, which is tubes, it's the scroll tubes. They're magically connected to send only paper goods. Through the thing, because that's all you can fit in the... It's like a scroll case, right? Right. So it's it's the big tube that you put a scroll in, you cap it, you fucking cinch it down, and you see the little uh, gem on the front, which is a cheap-ass crystal, and just changes colors from red to clear. Yep. When it's red, there's something in there. When it's clear, it's empty. Yeah, they're basically
1: vacuum tubes, aren't they?
2: Well, so you seal that up, and it's a low-level teleportation spell, because... After doing a bit of digging, it is somewhat possible. It's more bullshit from my world, though, than anything. Yeah. That's, that's all work. it can send. And when you, you get into some of the more high, high-end high stuff, where they have this super limited, used only for the super-limited, used-only-for-the-guild communication system...
3: Because, just like anything,
2: it's not for public use. Like uh, Telegraphs were not for public use until they'd been out for, like, a century. I, I'm
0: sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way you're describing your magic delivery service, if I was to play a character in your world, I would suddenly see myself in front of the authorities with one of them saying, you wouldn't download a carriage. <laughs> and fuck <if I'd laughs> you, yes I would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just, you know, write the storage glyphs on
2: paper, shove that's them right. in a the tube.
0: I'll just build unpack- a magical 3D printer.
2: All right? Download a carriage and print Funny them out. enough, that's how I'm gonna have one of our new players get into it. Is... Uh, they're going to receive a paper with a summoning circle. <laughs> That's all you need to do.
1: What the hell just happened? Of
0: course, if you want to tone it down, we could go to, like, a Monty Python level. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we have arrows of healing.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Message for you, sir. <laughs> I feel fine.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, so arrow of healing. <laughs> Bam, done. I will send this arrow, and someone will rescue me.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Let's update, Argue over who <laughs> killed who.
3: <laughs> she has huge Track tracks of, of land. land. <laughs> <laughs> so, as GMs, how do you guys deal with? Uh, you know, you you ask your player asks, oh, can I make this insight check? And you're like. I don't really want him to know that answer yeah sure you can make it and you're you're not expecting them to make it and then all of a sudden they roll that you know dreaded the natural man. fucking 20 and you're like net nat on a skill check. Uh, yeah well, right but like you they... set a high dc for it automatically and then you have that they have that nat that that 20 and it just automatically was like well they just be you see, because... Well, well the it's not automatic. We, we've also gotten into this
0: with our Charisma episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, making a skill check does not magically make all of the Legos fall into place to build your Lego house instantly. You know, like... I still got Charisma instructions. to seduce the barmaid. Okay, now you got your foot in the door. All right? So that takes time. It's not just like walk up and wink unless you're Brad Pitt. And no, even like then.
2: Brett. Yeah, even then, yeah. He can't walk into a lesbian bar and walk out with tail. You yeah. know. I don't know. Have you seen him lately? Well, lately, sure. I would
0: say wait. the 90s. Partly, if, some, if, if I were to be running the game and it is something that's super critical to the plot of the game and that they're supposed to go through a series of steps to learn, I would clue them in. So they make a high roll on something that's near impossible to learn. So if you were to make an intelligence check right now, it'd be like, what's the cure for um, AIDS? How do I cure AIDS? Well, if you roll a nat 20 and beat the DC of oh my God, that I've set forth, you're not going to instantly be revealed the answer. But maybe it's in the genetic sequencing of this particular uh, code, with this type of people that could help spread out of vaccine for all people. You get clued in on the answer.
1: Yeah, and you know, the other option You know, like in the case of an insight check in particular as far as you can tell they are telling the truth as they believe it.
2: You know what I do? I ban bards. <laughs> <laughs> I straight up banned the bardic classes from my game. You're not the only one. Because bardic knowledge is bullshit. And I love it, and I will play one whenever I get a chance, but in my game, that would completely break the thing. It's like it's like crafting rules. You play a game, you have magic MacGuffins, due to crafting rules, they can completely beat the MacGuffins. That's why my MacGuffins are super uber game-breaking, but there's a threshold to activate threshold to use.
1: Yeah, it limits. Limits are smart things. So, you know, and that's the other thing, is like... You can be, you can have this flash of brilliance as a person. Be like, oh my god, this is a thing. I need to pursue this more. And now you've got you now you've got the start of a breadcrumb trail.
0: Yeah, Oppenheimer didn't have a 1 out of 20 percent chance to figure out how to do the atom bomb.
1: Took a lot of
0: work, a lot lot of time, from a lot of people. Nobody can just magically know all the answers. The same applies to D&D characters as far as when I run games. Nobody can get the magic answer right there. They never... Who killed JFK? Oh, I rolled higher than the uh, DC on the inside check. I now know magically. No, I'm going to clue you in. The bullet came not from a high angle, but a low angle. There's your clue.
1: Well, that, that now follows. Well, it was someone in the car with him or at street level.
0: No, actually it was below street level, but whatever.
1: Again, but you know, see? That's another thing.
0: I'm going to get off that topic before uh, the Clintons visit me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, who killed JFK? There's no magic number you can roll on any character. to know the absolute answer to that when you're like a level three fighter?
2: Yeah. You're not
0: omniscient. You're not omniscient. Somebody's going to make the inside check. They can be clued in. So if there's an assassination to happen... They might be clued in that, hey, it came from that tower over there. It was obviously a crossbow bolt, so they must have been within at least 150 feet. Let's check it out. Not that the guy was standing there at 3 p.m. He's about 4 foot 3,
2: most likely an elf. Shoots from the left. Shoots from the left, and has a cataract. So here's another thing I do, the the legit thing besides banning bards. (laughs) Is, alright, so they ask, can I make this kind of check? And I go, alright... What's your mod? Then in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that plus three. 20 plus their mod plus three because an assist only gives you a plus two. <laughs> do they really aren't supposed to know this? They can roll the check and the number's unreachable. I'm sorry. But if that's the way it's supposed to go for not just game reasons, but something where their character has no actual way of knowing this. It, it's not that, oh, I look at the scribbles on the wall, and all of a sudden I know the ancient language that's not been introduced yet, that is not in the game anywhere else.
0: I suddenly know a one weakness to Mystopolis. Right. It, it, Let's read him some Taco Bell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: can't fight if he's sitting on the pot.
2: He's all Logie now.
3: He had too many of them Chipotle wraps. He yeah, had too many... Those Chipotle wraps,
2: please sponsor me, Taco Bell.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will advertise those things all
2: day long and eat them while I record. <laughs> <laughs> those are like
0: my Scooby Snacks.
2: <laughs> I'll take the nacho fries.
0: Mm-hmm, yum.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, and like...
1: Not all of the world will reveal its truth to you. This is, you know, even the gods aren't actually omniscient. They're pretty damn close, but they're not.
0: But. Except for the god of knowledge. No, no, no. The god of
1: useless knowledge. I mean, there's that too.
0: There probably is one.
1: There is. I'm sure of it.
3: So. You know. You know,
0: You visit the god of useless knowledge. He goes, hey, did you know that Tom Hanks was a size 11? (laughs) What the fuck am
3: I gonna do with that? Don't know, but now you know. Now you know. Um, Did you know you can make limestone from gunpowder? Hey, did you know that they're now putting yeet in the dictionary? Yeah. Uh,
1: Sadness. Anyways,
3: no wonder nobody
0: visits that god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that god is literally exemplified every time someone Googles something and, of course and knows it's... it for about three seconds before they completely forget.
0: Unfortunately, yep. that god also appears like in the modern day and be like, duh, that's why they call it boy scouts.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that god really wants more followers, so they're gonna be woke as fuck. I <laughs> yeah, think it'll work. Or have they got to lose? No, no, the god of this knowledge, though,
0: unfortunately would fall not on the woke side. He, he would actually be based as fuck. Because the god of this knowledge would, like, get on Twitter and be like, well, that's, you know, that's not how communism works. And then just get yeeted right off of Facebook.
2: Because <laughs> 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 they would actually know. Or that's not what Martin Luther King said
0: at all. Yeah, they, they would dismiss the truth that nobody actually wants to hear right now. Yeah, that sounds right. The God of Useless Knowledge will be banned and crucified. (laughs) Yep. Still, like,
1: for the GM to... For the players to expect blithe truth from their GM is a bit of a stretch. And it falls into a failure to communicate between the two the players and the DM.
0: I do think the GM does have to have a degree of honesty, though, with the players. Oh, yeah. The players should expect that whatever the GM says is not an obvious setup to be a dick. Or a complete ass. Yeah. Or a dick ass. Which is a horrible sight to behold. Especially when the dick is coming out of the ass, it's even worse. Anyways. (laughs) Sorry, but I saw the thing and, like, the special effects are awesome, but the visuals remind me of my childhood. So.
1: Not so great.
0: Not pleasant, but I'm just saying. Honesty.
2: <clears throat> is that why you call it the bubble gum? I didn't go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, the shall not be named, is called the bubble gum. <laughs>
1: uh, so, yeah, I mean. Players shouldn't expect a hundred percent truth from their GM, but they should expect probably two thirds, three quarters easily because they have to tell the world as the players, as the characters see, hear, experience it. So they have to be very truthful about most things. I mean, you're not always going to catch when someone's, you know, given you a white lie or a lie of omission. You don't know what you don't know. So you're not always going to catch those. And there will always be a different opinion. Like like Latourian said, six people, twelve opinions. So, you know, I do, I do believe that. And it, depending on how your GM style works, you can make this a very theatric thing. Or you can just sort of gloss it. I mean, you still have to be truthful about, insofar as the perceptions of the characters go, you have to be true to that, is what I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I hear I, I where you go with that. I just used the uh, example of Dr. Alcom earlier, because my players acted like the whole time I was lying to them.
1: Well... Arguably, you were, but that's what happens when you trust a single faulty source of information.
2: Well, and even then it goes beyond that, because you can look at situations where you bring in a player, and that GM doesn't tell the rest of the party that, hey, this new guy is here to end the party for me. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> someone enters a game and the GM doesn't explain to everyone, oh, well, this person is actually a catonic entity posing as a person to get some you know jollies out before they go and wreck the world you know there are things the players have no need of knowing until it happens there are things you can't tell them everything going on you can't be like oh well right now you know the god of the seas is over there scratching his ass fucking you know which ends up creating the tidal wave which brings the boat to shore that just so happens to bring the person you met here And, you know, there's this. There's, like, even the gods
1: are not omniscient. This is true in every mythos that has more than one deity. And even, you know, some of the ones that do have the the monotheistic or monodeist um, practices.
0: You know, I think Thoth wants to have some words with you. Right. Maybe even Ptah.
2: There are are exceptions. There are many Norse gods that were... Like, they can see all the shit, but they can only do it when, like, they're in certain places or anything. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you know, but looking at that, the whole omniscient thing, there there are very few things that should be that, and the GM in the fact that they're the one who tell the gods what to do should be, but GMs need to know what the line is of, I can tell them this, but not that. I can tell them it's blue, but I can't tell them it's made from smurfs. Right. I mean, and the other thing about it
1: is, you know, is where to focus your attention with that omniscience. Like, even if the gods are labeled with omniscience, they're not always paying attention to everything everywhere. They're probably going to be, hey, this is interesting right now. Hey, this is interesting right now. Like, this is going to be true of anything that has perception limits of any kind. And, you know, again, circling back to truth what those entities see of the world is going to be different and on a different scale than what the players see. Like, it is very different to view the town from in in the king's castle tower versus walking through the slums.
0: Yeah, at least from the tower you can go aim the catapult there.
2: Yeah, you know, there's that. Walking around the slums, you say, now if we tear all of this down, we can put up another wall which push it farther away from my tower.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, the the truth is also different there, right? If you've got a slum, you're going to have a lot of crime. This is typical. But the nature of that crime is going to change based on, you know, the dynamics of your culture that you've got it in for that city. And that truth is different. If you're raised as a noble, the slums are just a place you don't go. But if you're from the slums and manage to make your way into even merchant nobility, your worldview is always going to be different. Your tru- The truth that you've seen of the world is different than
2: the noble born and bred. Well, I think that's a little too subjective of terminology because up is up no matter what. You know, and it's more of. I guess it's how you interpret that truth. Well, 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 no, it's the truth is the truth is the truth. That's the third option. You know, there's there's always three ways someone went down. Uh, the person's uh, one person, then the other person, and then what really happened. Because that is a subjective view. An objective view of it is the people in the slums want to try and have a better life or simply exist long enough. To have met some kind of goal or just every day they can until they're not. Nobility usually get bored because they have no need for anything. The whole reason nobility exists is because their ancestors were hard bastards who clawed their way up and climbed on top of people. Or, very rarely, simply did a thing well enough to become rich and become the person in charge. But, a lot of people at the bottom, some of them got there by falling from high up. True. And taking it under a subjective lens really devalues it as a whole. Because no matter what, if a guy's coming to kill you, it doesn't matter if you're wearing golden robes or you've, you're covered in shit. Someone's coming to kill you. That is an honest truth. Hillary
1: Clinton.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. But it, it's one the the framing of that definitely comes across as a little too... Um, classist, revisionist a bit. Yeah. And because it, it it's you can't deny that water is wet. Show me water that is not wet. <laughs> Ex, uh, how's that saying go? Uh, the person who makes the extenuating claim has to bring extenuating uh, tr- uh, proof?
0: The, the person who makes the claim has the burden of proof. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) we're off topic. We're off topic, but uh, one of the other things I want to talk about when it comes to communication between the GM and the players is what about injecting, and this is subjective, injecting truth to, say, get your players to trust the plan, say, two more weeks down the road. So what if you pull some QAnon-level bullshit? Right, where you're injecting a false narrative into the game disguised as some sort of cryptic truth. How do you think players would respond to that if you have a NPC or a group of NPCs who are specifically releasing information into the wild just as a red herring or a placation technique to keep the player characters off kilter? It depends on how
1: subtly they're doing it.
0: Because I think this would backfire in a huge way in-game, in a, in a micro-group where you got four to six players. I think if the player characters found that an NPC was feeding them false information for a long time in-game and they were just like totally on board with it, they would flip the fuck out. Oh yeah, they would.
1: A hundred percent. Which is why the subtlety of it makes a difference in how long that lasts.
3: So currently, in my game, I, I'm actually kind of doing somewhat similar. My game started off as, you know, it's a class of society, not racist. Your class, like, your Cast. barbarian, caster, all that. That, de- that depicts your role in society. Uh, society hates magic.
2: <laughs>
3: society, well, some societies hate magic. It's a barony system. Baronies, certain barons like magic, certain other barons don't. Um, in my game, one of the barons is known for outright butchering Magic casters. He has hints been given the name the butcher.
1: Shock they're, of the
3: They they were sent by another barony to go assassinate him. and in the process of that, they find that yeah, he hates he 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 he, he, he kills people. If he doesn't differentiate between casters or non-casters though. Um, so the butcher still fits. But they're starting to realize that he's a magic caster himself, mm. and it's, I've been playing. They've been going on for roughly two years now that he hates magic casters. He hates magic casters. Yet he doesn't depict between them. He just kills mercilessly, and so that's that's what they're dealing with in my game right now. And
1: you know. E- smart evil will set out false information. We've done several episodes about playing evil smart, making better villains, and, you know, the list goes on because we've dealt a how to play d- an
2: evil campaign.
1: Exactly. You know, the
0: power of false flags, which can start, you know, land conflicts in Vietnam. Um,
2: you know, <laughs> Cuba, I mean, wait.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that depending on how you set up the narrative and everything, especially in a micro group, uh, in larger numbers, it doesn't seem to have as much sway. But when you're doing, say, a group of players and you have to be careful with how you regale the truth to them, especially, I think the most dangerous thing as a GM is if your players feel like they're being manipulated. Like, the GM is outright manipulating the players, not the
3: characters. It's it's great because, like, they, they got a meeting with them they uh they fed some bullshit lie about uh them on a mission to hunt rogues rogue wizards and warlocks in this area, and he invited them for a hunt and that's where we left off. Hmm. Well,
0: what Well she told him is that he's the hunter. South he's Island. the herojin. <laughs> yeah. They <are> the prey.
1: <laughs> and you know, like like we said, you know, smart evil will be putting false information or spin-doctoring all to hell. Or both. M- most likely both. For yeah. at least long-reaching goals.
0: Although, well, no. whoever controls the information flow basically controls the narrative.
2: Yeah. History uh, is written by the victor. Mm-hmm.
0: And whoever this victor guy is needs a quick kick in the yarbo's. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but...
0: I don't like his writing. It's very sloppy, very messy. It has a lot of... Uh, spelling errors. Uh, not just spelling errors, but contradictions. Oh, yeah.
2: Lots of those.
3: 2020 was supposed to be so good.
2: I mean, the other I mean, day every day. holiday was on a weekend. There were three, three paycheck months. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Like
3: every
0: time I turned around, there was a new holiday coming up. And I'm like, it's on a Saturday. I should be partying, but I'm locked in the house. Like, the calendar was perfect for all the weekends you wanted to party.
1: All and the holidays like The ahead. weather
2: was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Mostly. I don't know, I got a snow day last year. That was great. I do like me a snow day. I hadn't had one of those since long ago. God,
0: 2005? <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Sounds about right. But, you know, again, If you've got a mature group of players, (laughs) typically those who are also GMs, like, it it is that narrow of a group, but they will be able to appreciate that manipulation without getting inordinately butthurt over it, which everyone else will 110% get butthurt over. In pretty much the worst ways, because it is a betrayal. It is a betrayal of trust. It is a betrayal of what might be an outside relationship. You know, I can still be friends with my GM. I just can't expect them to tell me the story arc. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: true. True. All right, I think we're heading up near the end of this episode,
2: are we? we? We've still got a fair amount. We We do. Yeah, we've got... uh including all the cuts, probably about another eight minutes. Eight minutes?
0: Wow! Hey, let's do a, a mini filler episode within an episode. <laughs> and I think we're going to kick this off real quick, because our special guest is sitting here. He hasn't got much in the way uh, word-wise. Go ahead and
3: plug your Twitch channel. Um, so I'm a Twitch streamer. I stream a wide variety of games. Uh, if you are, if you guys are all interested, I uh, it's uh, Crafted Havoc, uh, capital C, capital H, no space. Um, I I play main. I play a lot. Of, <laughs> I play a lot of games. I I played Tarkov, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, we're pretty uh, well inviting. I I typically play group. I play fr- games with friends. I really I don't I don't like being a solo gamer. I I just I prefer playing with a group of friends. It it's is easier to play
0: is, off of. Obviously. It is
3: easier to play off of.
0: Uh, I love playing a game where I'm just stuck with an entire team of fucktards who constantly make mistakes and now I have to suffer because of them.
1: Find <laughs> well, oh, the right group. That's how you fix yeah. that. Well,
0: oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I'm
3: a solo player. <laughs> <laughs> Continue with your flow. Yeah. Um. Most of the time, we just like have fun. I am absolute trash with the games I play, but I don't care. It's so fun to play.
1: Yeah, and you know, honestly that's kind of what the big point of having a stream is. Is like, I'm having fun. I hope you can have fun along with.
0: And yeah. I, I gotta say, I've, I've looked at Twitch before and I do know that on Twitch, uh, one of the big selling points of almost every channel is a pair of tits. And if you're going to be visiting Mr. Havoc's channel for oh. tits, he does not have any. <laughs> So you're there for the content, the good times, the chatter. Give it five years, a little more
2: drinking and a few more Doritos, burritos. <laughs> They'll have tits. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, you I've te- seen this many. Man you
0: I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, I've got tits now. I'm saying you're going to get some. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, though, that if you're going to visit your your channel anyway, uh, they should expect some good content. Fun times, no <gasps> no begging for cash and showing the Jum Jums.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm um, currently in the process of trying to find an person who can animate shit, because I have a little about t- 10 minutes uh, skit or something of my friend just going off about a giga turkey. It's great. <laughs> it is so fucking... We, like, our entire Discord was crying for 10 minutes because of this rant. No. Here's the question, though. <laughs> <No. clears throat> you do
0: super chats on there. I've I seen people donate money to you yep. from time to time. Now, if somebody was to donate money to you, what could they get away with? Cause it's always fun to mess with the host.
3: Dude, I don't know, man. As long as it doesn't break
0: TOS. Well, cause I, I, I would like to send you money. Uh, just three simple words. Uh, apart. Yeah, they're pretty. They're barely simple words. Okay, what are these
3: three simple words? Okay, combo? My. Uh huh. Dixie. Uh huh.
0: Rept. If I send you those three words, can you read them live on air?
3: <laughs> he
0: guest. He's his ass off. So I'm, I'm sorry, folks.
2: Don't be shocked. No, no, you do you do as three successive <laughs> donations. Oh yeah, you have to do it separately.
3: Oh yeah. Well, no, that's the thing though, because Brian, who is the TTSer, will literally say it out loud himself. <laughs> and you it and just, so I'm like I'm literally hearing this and I'm can just hear Brian the person who does the TTS just saying it and it's like because like he you, you you go to put certain words in through and he won't read them because he uh, first so of all he's sh- British and censorship and all that but because he's British you can put uh, three characters together so like a a player character in Tarkov is called a PMC, private Military Contractor. But PMC for short. You read it out like if you put PMC capital, K, capital P, capital M, capital C Ryan reads it out as Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> and so we've gotten through his filtership just by finding stupid shit like that. So that when you say it like that I can just imagine Ryan fucking saying that shit. While well, I try to play games, <laughs> you know, I, 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 we didn't start a campaign
0: to mess with him to get him to do stuff like this. <laughs> just, just spam your channel with this stuff. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it, I will have
1: mad props for you. And of course,
0: you know, uh, somebody can compliment you while you're playing, and you know, say you do something awesome, and then suddenly we can have people flood with saying, "Good, I, I might." <laughs> <laughs> as we can turn your British dude into an Australian by like, saying "Goodbye, Mike <laughs> I mean mad
1: prompt if you can still focus on the game you're playing through some of the shit that we're thinking of now uh, yeah if
0: you, if, you can, if we can control this dude but keep it you know on the level um, so if you're listening please visit him and remember to send him a dollar with uh, my Dixie Wrecked so you can hear it in a British accent <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm. It's sh- gonna be some good shit.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: no. I can already just
0: fucking And he's having a mental break going on. I think be done, I am willing to
2: assist. <laughs> well, on that cheerful note, we are reaching the end of our time.
0: Oh, it's the end of the episode as we know it. I feel fine. <laughs> Alright, well my thoughts as far as communications and honesty and integrity and you know all that with your group. It's good to test the waters early on. Uh, it, like, the whole story I told earlier about Dr. Alcum left the group and myself a very sour tone to the game. Because I thought I was being clever. I did not understand that my group
2: took always
0: it face. <laughs> took everything I said and expected that it would tell them 100% truth at all times. So it's good to test the waters with your group with little uh, stones in the pond, per se. Uh, Find that comfortable point, but just don't go all out the first time.
1: Yeah. Um, That may
0: may backfire, because I found out it will. (laughs) And um, from that, all I can say is put around the house, fix things, use vice grips for things that are supposed to move, duct tape for things that are not supposed to move, bailing wire for everything else, and if the ladies don't find you handsome, at least they'll find you handy. (laughs) <laughs> probably going back to my crypt.
1: I think that the players should expect a reasonable amount of honesty, but understand that the world is not an honest place. And that the GM will be reflecting that in the world that they portray. So as long as you're you know, you've got fairly respectable players that are, you know, level headed. Keyword there, level head. You can get away with some of the more manipulative schemes. Or, if it's been going and you've got the Long con Red Herring going, and they finally pop the bubble on it, they're going to feel like fucking champions for having beaten your riddle. That wasn't a riddle. Anyhow, that's my little two cents. Kazakan, back to the skies
3: so honesty is needed uh but as a player you need to understand that dm doesn't always want to tell you everything uh they need to leave some story, some stuff out uh for story base like you you, you can't just get everything off the start like you guys said it's an omniscient player you're, you're not omniscient there there needs to be some story left there needs to be some hidden aspect that you're not just going to get quite away, and f- f- for just that to happen, sometimes Dean might have to lie. Um, but I think that honesty is good for certain things. Um, but anywho, that's all that I got. I'm going to go back to whatever's left in my workshop. I kind of blew it up last
2: week. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, the main thing I've got to say is. Think about what you're doing in-game, lay out the stuff you need to lay out, keep notes on everything, and the main thing is consistency. Darth Blasphemous signing off.
0: Hey, uh, guest guy over there. What's uh, white and really bad to wax your mustache with? I don't know. What? White Phosphorus.